What can dead tree limbs teach us about mental health? Hi, my name is Craig Faust. I am recording this episode with Mental Health Insights, and this is the podcast where we explore how to improve your mental health. This is going to be part of a series about different things that plants can teach us about our own mental health that uh, I just found interesting. So uh, let's get to answering this question. I am not really a botanist or any major studier of plants, but sitting in my backyard, I looked at this tree that overlooks my deck and uh, even at the at my back window, I, I like to look out every morning, and, and there's another tree there uh, whose branches kind of extend across the window, and you know it gives me a, a little bit of a nice you know shot of greenery and something I typically enjoy for most of the year. But you know, inevitably there are different branches that die, and um, one of the larger trees in our backyard we just got trimmed not too long ago, and. I noticed that there's a couple branches that inevitably do not bloom any leaves any longer. And so, you know, I'm a pretty curious person and I look up what is it that causes trees to not, you know, leaves to not bloom. And of course, there's different things like diseases that can cause this. But typically, if you have a tree limb that is dead um, and other tree limbs that are still producing leaves and what what has happened is there's this mechanism that the tree has to optimize energy and and in doing so so a tree is always growing towards the sun it's its source of energy it is the thing that keeps it alive it's always growing towards it and it's always optimizing itself and this is one of the ways that it optimizes itself is it self prunes different tree branches by reallocating resources so it will cut off supplies to a tree limb that is not getting as much sun as other tree limbs and it will focus on nutrients and leaf production in those limbs to boost the amount of energy that it's absorbing from the sun it's a pretty fascinating thing and i also think a fantastic metaphor for us just reflecting on mental health is that we have different things that we do that are, of course, harming our own mental health. And we have to prune different things in order to optimize our own mental health. Now, this is a natural process that happens in our brain whenever we sleep. There's a pruning process where the brain will prune different uh, neurological uh, activity or or it'll prune axons and dendrites that have been wired together that are not used very often to optimize brain functioning in the future. So we have a natural pruning that actually happens in the brain. But we can also do a more concerted effort to do our own type of pruning. And, and I think that the easiest way of thinking about this is through thought production. So typically what happens is, you know, we are habitual creatures, you know, and if you want to learn more about habits, go back and listen to some of the episodes about habits, uh, quite a few of them, especially some of the earlier ones. But the, the short and sweet of it is that habits themselves are shortcuts in our brain just to make it easier, right? It's an optimized function. The problem is it doesn't always lead to the sun. 
in this case, right? It doesn't always lead to beneficial effects. So we as human beings, sometimes we have to reflect on thoughts and behaviors and feelings that we have. And does this help us reach where we need to go? And if it doesn't, how can we start to prune that? And it has to be a conscious effort for us, right? Trees, you know, they don't really have any consciousness or or anything like that, but they have a mechanism for this. And we as conscious creatures and very intelligent creatures, surely uh, we can do this in different ways too. We just have to be smart about how we're doing it. So, you know, I'll use myself as an example. You know, I have thoughts that I don't really appreciate. And usually it's thoughts around like stress of finances and, and different things like that. Are, are a big one and I think probably easily relatable for a lot of people. And what will happen is I will feel a strain in our finances anytime like big bills or, or different things like that come up. And what what this does is it makes me hyper-focus on things, right? It makes me hyper-focus on how often I need to work, how many clients I need to see. And it makes me use my calculator a lot. It makes me anticipate. It gets it. It starts a huge surge of thought production around financial issues, which will then increase stress. The problem is, the more and more I think about it, the more and more that my brain is going to. Um, it's going to make easier pathways for my brain to continue to think about it. So I have to be really conscious about this. Whereas that if I recognize that there are thought patterns that are going on that are not helpful for me, because usually when I'm stressing about finances, that doesn't always lead to me making better financial choices. In fact, sometimes uh, because I feel so terrible about them, I actually make worse financial choices. So I have to be able to prune some of those thoughts. I have to be able to recognize when I'm going in that anxious state. And whenever I'm thinking about this again and again and again, and I have to consciously shift into another gear, right? I have to consciously shift into doing something else and something that's going to require effort, something that's going to require energy. So typically what I do is I, I start to shift and focus on music. And um, whenever I notice these thoughts come up, right, I tell myself, hey, you know what? We got a budget. We got these finances. This is already set aside. I have to trust in that that I've already figured this out, I've already made a plan for it, and now I'm going to go listen to music. So I am creating a new pathway, right, for me. So in these moments that I don't get stuck in trying to grow leaves on a tree that's not getting any branches. But for me personally, music does help me, uh, you know, as far as like growing closer to the sun, you know, if we're kind of using that same metaphor, because for me, whenever I'm listening to music, that makes me more upbeat, more positive. I'm able to focus on other things, things that may actually uh, be worthy uh, of time and focus on. And, you know, I've had an episode before about planning. It's like, if you have a stress and you made a plan, trust in that plan, right? Trust in conversations that you may have with your significant other or, or other people to uh, try to enact some type of you know path forward and allow yourself to pivot from those thoughts so you don't start to obsess on something because you will continue to reinforce those things and actually usually create a lot of negative experiences around it. Right? I don't want my financial experience to be a negative experience, right? Or else I'm never going to want to think about finances. I'm never going to want to talk about it. I'll avoid it because it's unpleasant. So I have to be very conscious of this. 
and I have to prune different avenues that I go go down. You know, like I said, I gave you the you know example with music. You know, another example that uh, I do whenever I get really stressed about finances, I'll open up my financial budgeting app, right? I'll go and look and, right, it helps reassure me that like, you know what, things are going to be okay. Uh, You know, I'll be able to adjust this or this, or, you know, I'll be fine here. Or, you know, I might have to take a couple months to like pay this off or something, right? So sometimes I do that because it helps remind me the plan that I've already enacted. And, it helps step me away from those financial things. One of the things I can't do is I can't start opening up my calculator app. I can't start um, thinking about, you know, I know this now, right? I can't start thinking about working more, seeing more clients or different things like that or, or finding a second job. I can't start thinking about that because that's catastrophizing. That's me. That That is me getting into a negative mental space that ultimately starts to make me feel worse and horrible about myself that I somehow didn't account and plan for different things. So instead I want to pivot to a more productive space, right? A space where I can set that worry aside or trust in a plan that I already have in place. So that's just finances as an example. I think there are other really good examples with this. Um, and, And I think that the earlier that we can find thoughts that lead to negative experiences, the better. Uh, not too long ago, I had a, a episode about pornography and pornography addiction. You know, I think that this is a pretty easy thing. And if you're married, this is something that I feel like is very important, right? That if you see a beautiful person come by your view and you notice that you're giving a lot of attention to them or your eyes follow them and you start some type of fantasy or different things like that, you are promoting those neural pathways there. And if you don't stop yourself, you don't pivot away, then it's going to continue reinforcing those thoughts until you're playing out longer fantasies, until you're starting to look at porn, until you're fantasizing leaving your spouse, or you're fantasizing about you know different things that, that may not actually be productive for you, because they may actually make you feel bad later, or they may make you stop focusing on other things that you need to. So again, that's just another type of example that we can let small thoughts or small uh, distractions, the more and more that we think about them, the more and more this can lead us somewhere that we don't want to go. Now, we can actually do the exact opposite too, is we can actually start to try to forge new pathways by introducing little type of thoughts towards things that we may want, you know, like... You know, for example, eating healthier or something like that, right? If you have an idea of what that looks like and, and you want to do that, all right, well, start start thinking about that during the day. Start forging those pathways to, oh, yeah, you know what? I want to eat this and I want to think about this. Let's go ahead and plan a meal for the week or, you know, let's go ahead right now and spend some time looking up a new recipe or whatever it may be. Actually giving yourself time to think about that, a concerted effort and intentionality behind it. Because whenever you're intentionally doing those different things, you're actually creating and forging those pathways that is uh, you know, analogous to a tree growing a new branch that is going to be more have more exposure to the sun than maybe a lower branch that it, it is starting to kill off. Right? So we can do the same thing. We can do this and we want to do the same thing consciously. We don't want to allow the unconscious to run all these different things or else sometimes it will not optimize for the things that we want it to optimize for. You know, our our brain is going to be optimized towards pleasurable things. 
which isn't always a great thing, right? Because short-term pleasure doesn't always equal long-term gain. You know, if I'm eating 20 candy bars because they taste good, I'm going to have an upset stomach later on, and it's going to be hard for my brain to always make that type of connection. So I just wanted to give you guys this short episode and, and, uh, and, you know, my little plan analogy and, you know, I'm going to do a couple episodes like this. And, uh, I think that it is really important. So give yourself time to think about the things that you want to think about, uh, and concerted effort to do that and try to identify those thoughts that actually lead to negative feelings, negative thoughts lead to you getting stuck around yourself, work on printing them, work on having a new thoughts around them, a new introduction of a new habit or or different things to be able to help you with that, to be able to slowly help turn the ship for how your mental health is and help you feel better about yourself because it's no good feeling guilty and shame about where our brain takes us sometimes. We have to create a new avenue so our brain can take us somewhere else because it's always going to go back to the same place if we continue to think of the same things over and over and over again. So I hope this episode was helpful and I really appreciate you listening and I care a lot about your mental health just like I care about my own mental health so I plan on continuing to share these and um, you know, again I, I hope that if this is a helpful you know, podcast for you that you would share it, let other people know about it especially those that are suffering from mental health this is just a free resource that I hope is helpful gets us to think about in a conscious and concerted effort way of trying to improve our own mental health. So again, I appreciate you and I hope that you take care. Thank you for listening to our show. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and reliable information. And those that appear on the show are all licensed professionals in the area of mental health counseling. We are in no way rendering legal or medical advice, only information to help serve you better in making decisions in your life. If you need a professional, you should find one. The music you are listening to is called Lobby Time, and that is by Kevin McLeod and licensed through Creative Commons.